Welcome back to another episode of The Geek Whispers. I'm Matt Brender. I'm Amy Lewis. And I'm John Mark Troyer. And we are live from the V Brown Bag stage at VMworld 2015. And it is exciting to have a live crowd together. We don't get to do this in person nearly enough, so it's always weird to see each other gesticulating and uh, hanging out. But uh, <laughs> high five. All right. So we are very happy today to have the two of you from the, the V Brisket guys, or a couple of them. Um, why don't you each introduce yourselves? Sure. I'm Jason Bailey, um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, I was one of the founders of the, the V-Brisket there. So, yeah. John Brescia of, of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as well. Originally Chicago, Illinois, but now Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and I'm also one of the founding members of V-Brisket. Yeah, and why we invited you to this stage today is to talk about the localization of community. We've, we've talked about this in an international point of view, but uh, Pittsburgh is not international. We all know that, but we, but we did Wait, know. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, news for the stage here. But, uh, but what we didn't realize is that brisket could be such a big deal in the quasi-Midwest. And I think uh, we've, you may have gone to the party, the V-Brisket party, eaten some great barbecue, but if you've been paying attention to Twitter at all, you've seen some conversation about this project, and it seems like it's really taken off. So we want to explore what makes it take off, what makes local community work in some places, and, and maybe it wouldn't work other places, or, and give some advice to those that are thinking about, like, hey, how do I spin some things up locally? Well, and I just want to back all the way up and level set us for anybody who hasn't had exposure to V-Brisket. You know, how in the heck did this get started? Well, that's a really interesting question. Uh, last year at uh, VMworld 2014, uh, I won a 3D printer from Data Gravity. So I love the prize. It was awesome. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to use it to any, any good for me. You know, I'm going to make these trinkets, little Lego-looking dudes. My kids are going to you know. I feel like this stuff. is a 3D printer confessional booth. It is. Here are the things yeah. I made. So... I turned that 3D printer into a uh, smoker. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I, did not. Yeah, I, it, well, I didn't print it, but... <laughs> I was like, that's no, cool. But, but what I did is, uh, at, at work, we're an architectural metal company, panel company, and uh, design and development was looking for a 3D printer, and he's like, yeah, I'll buy it off you. So that's how it turned it into the smoker. Okay, that so, was good. That was good. I fell for that. <laughs> so. so, okay, so you go from 3D printer prize to uh, a very honest assessment of the fact that, as fun as that is, it's not practical. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Uh, but you're into smoking meats, so you, you bought the smoker, and all right, now walk us through what made V-Brisket a possibility in a place when there's so many other community programs that we feel, it seems like, can get involved with a lot of other things. Yeah, it, uh, it was... I, I've smoked some meat before with a little electric smoker, and I know all the hecklers in the crowd that would <laughs> boo, boo me for that. Boo, I'm yeah. going to add the soundtrack. So, you know, you have to graduate. You have to graduate, so. Hecklers or not, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't heckle delicious. <laughs> it was so, delicious. So it was, a, it was a natural progression, you know. You got to go to the next step. Uh, so uh, buying that smoker, I didn't really know what I was doing at all. Um, I smoked my first brisket. I, I did some pork because it's easier to do, but briskets, as all the barbecuers know, it's probably your hardest cut, cut of meat to do. This is not the cooking channel. Let's get to the community <laughs> part. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll get the recipe afterwards. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's fair. That's fair. So I, you know, I was, I tweeted out a picture real quick. Uh, my buddy Gabe was like, that looks great. Um, 
let's uh, let's get together and eat. And I was like, well, let's let's do like a bee brisket. So it was just a joke between me and Gabe, and Gabe held me accountable for it and <laughs> found a location for the first one, and that's where the community side of things came in. Yeah, yeah, John. there's the... <laughs> and uh, that's, that's, where, that's how it started. Well, and the funniest thing, um, you know, myself, uh, uh, Jason, and Gabe, separately actually at this point, we hadn't had the, this, the discussion together, um, had talked about how Pittsburgh was never able to support a V-Beers, which is something that we all had kind of tried to get started at one time or another. And actually, Mike Colson was another person who tried, even before I tried to get it started in Pittsburgh, tried to get a V-Beers started in Pittsburgh. And, you know, when you think of Pittsburgh, I mean, we've got great beer. So having a market that, for whatever reason, couldn't support that, you know, when when Jason kind of came up with this off-the-wall idea, like, well, it should be a V-Brisket. For whatever reason, that that idea just stuck. And, um, you know, we found it as, as a really great forum for vendor agnostic, um, uh, uh, topics driven user communication and user discussion, which, you know, is a nice kind of change of pace from what you see in other user groups, which tend to be a little more uh, vendor or technology centric, um, you know, and, 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 and if, at one of our first big events, Matt was great enough to kind of help out and be one of the panelists. I was lucky to do so. I mean, you had, uh, just to tell you what it was like being there, there's about 50 people there to eat some great barbecue, homemade. That was the first one. Y'all had 50 people. That was the first cooked one, yeah. Yeah, that was the first one we cooked at. Uh, We had a a few before that that were just... uh, Warm-ups getting... Yeah, they were like more presentation, community-based in a in like a, a beer pub and we we did some presentations with how did, interactive how, how did you get the word out part of growing a community is you know back to kind of marketing 101 is kind of growing your list of people who might be interested how did you do that yeah i, I think the the way we did it was word of mouth uh within uh the community in pittsburgh already with the with with the v mug i mean we're not affiliated with the v mug but uh everybody we're a tight tight group knit of uh friends in pittsburgh and it just Word of mouth, and you know, hey, send me uh, send me that guy's email address that wants to come, and we just grew from there. And we honestly, we have like 120 people we pull from on a on an email list, and we're not trying to pull people <laughs> in that don't want to be there. We're right. not just trying to drive numbers. We're 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 trying to get people there that want to be there for the right reasons. We want active participants. But, and I love this because it's sort of like you had a community really in some ways that was just dying for a reason to get together and somebody to kind of lead the way. And Obviously, I'm very pro. Any, anytime food leads the way, I certainly follow. So Yeah, there's really something to be said that the, the V-Mug was established, but it wasn't quite... You, you felt like there was a gap there. Um, in just the amount of conversation that was happening. Maybe it wasn't meeting as regularly. And then you tried to subsidize with V-Beers, a well-known organization in our community. It didn't quite take off for whatever reasons. And, you know, a joke and a brisket later, you have uh, a party happening at VMworld and, and a, a, a pretty damn good conversation. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind, and, uh, you know, it's an honor to, to be up here. And it's, it's almost, you know, I know we've had this conversation. It's... You know, we don't. We're not trying to brag about what we're doing. We're, we just want to share what we're doing. So you, you can help. You can maybe do something similar. And uh, so, question: What in your pasts led you to have the skills, the drive? Um, and, and in all seriousness, had you thrown large parties around food before? Had you done other things in your personal lives that sort of 
and then you just kind of melded it together. What, what prepared you for it? Or did you just go for it? I'll answer real quick for that. Um, <laughs> I'm an all-in kind of guy. If I, if I do something, I'm just head first and dive into it and full bore. Uh, that's, that's how I am. That's my personality. And it was the same way. And, you know, when, when Gabe Mentz, he's, he's one of the other V Brisket uh, founders, he, he held me accountable because I, you know, you can always say, yeah, we're going to throw this V Brisket thing and get the communities together. But until he made it real by saying, hey, I got a location for it and it was November, mm. you know, it, uh, yeah. it got real real quick. And <laughs> yeah, part of that account. Uh, I never cooked for 30, 40, 50 people before. And yeah, we're still learning, man. As, as, as it goes, we're still learning as a community. And I mean, and I was all about it because I'm Italian and we're about feeding people. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Setting up the tables, making sure there was enough food. This guy took care of all the heavy lifting, but you know, throwing that, throwing a party of that size was not foreign to me. So, but, but let's actually segue to that. So, how did you get involved? So, you've heard, I've heard Jason and Gabe. Uh, they had a, a good balance of inspiration, kind of that head first and just keep going. And Gabe being like, "All right, let's keep us accountable. Let's put some timestamp on it." So, it, I'm, 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 uh, I'm glad you kind of segued there. And I also do want to make sure that we, we state everybody who is a founding member. Yeah. Um, it's myself, Jason, Gabe, and Clint Wyckoff. Um, uh, we, you know, can't, couldn't do it without everybody. It's a, it, it is a group effort. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's funny because I, I'm, I'm very good friends with both Jason and Gabe. And, when they were talking about this, I, I thought to myself, you know, this is a really fantastic idea. And kind of going on to the whole V-Beers thing, we had had a lot of discussions because Jason is a, uh, a V-Mug leader around just the idea of a more user-centric, topics-focused, uh, user-exchange type uh, user group. And to that end, actually, not long before we kind of got the first uh, meeting kicked off, um, Jason did a really great thing, and he, uh, he had, like, um, we had a V-Mug, and he had everybody kind of just step aside, and we split into two groups, and I don't even remember what the top, oh, it was the validity of certification. It was something like that. Do you feel that acquiring or obtaining a, cert- a certificate is valid for your, your career growth? And that's kind of where we, we got the idea to do the topic with you. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting whenever you have a discussion like that, because you hear different motivations for, as to why somebody does or doesn't want to do it, you know, it, whether your company doesn't value it or okay. you don't value it, whatever that is. Um, and, and, and seeing that and really seeing kind of selfishly seeing an opportunity to have this thing in my, in my market that I've always wanted, yeah. um, you know, I wanted to jump in and, and, and give a hand and, you know, um, and I, I've made this joke, oh, sorry, yeah. I, I've made this joke a few times, um, you know, we needed a, we needed a website and a logo and, that's way, way back in my history, and I jumped in and, and you know, designed the cow and got the website up and everything else, and, and uh, it kind of took off from there. That's brilliant, because you brought skills that you previously had from yeah. a past life, and what you also did, you saw the opportunity, um, and seizing that opportunity was uh, not going and getting your VCDX, as I'm sure that would be good for you in a different way, but you saw this local opportunity to help people grow and come together. So, on that point, how do you, and I love this kind of concept of localization, so how do you find the topics are, how do you determine the topics? How do you, how do you make them apply to your local area? Was it a matter of you kind of started with your own problem set, things you were interested in learning, and then you crowdsourced it? Um, and, and do you find that there are 
Pittsburgh specific issues. I'm kind of intrigued. Like, what are the things that fly there versus what you see kind of when you come to the national events? Yeah, I think initially uh, we were we were presenting on things that we were knowledgeable about that we thought maybe we could help maybe the one or two people that came and maybe not the 30 people that came, you know. You, the way I look at it is you don't have to reach everybody. If you reach a few people in that audience and you help them out, um, you're, you're providing a service and, and you're providing community there. So I think, you know, we're still learn. We're like learning on the fly here. This, this V Brisket community is, we're about 10 months old. Can't believe it! I can't believe it. It's I mean, they got swag. <laughs> we don't so. even have swag, guys. <laughs> We're terrible. Oh yeah, we need to. I want an apron. How do, how do you make an apron for whispering? It's just not know. as attractive. Quiet apron. <laughs> Maybe we could have somebody like whispering to the cow, like it's lulling it. Uh, so it just came to me. Yeah, the the yeah, swag. I mean, that brings up a question. That costs money. The reason that user groups develop the way they develop is that you know things cost money. So you need a venue, and that you know. So you're gonna have to pay. For, you often you can do it in somebody's offices, and that works for a while. But you often need to rent a place, and then you need some yeah. food, and you know that's not free either. And so you say, well, I, I got to bring in somebody. I got to bring in a sponsor, whether that's a, a reseller partner or a vendor of some sort. And that and the VMware user groups uh, have developed, have always developed with that sponsorship model. Some other kinds of user groups have not, and some open source folks have not. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to pay for this. So how are you guys approaching this user-centric presentation and food gathering? Uh, I mean, who's paying for it, I guess? That's a long way of saying who's paying yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, it is a long way, but we'll, we'll, we'll answer that. I wanted to give my position paper first. I like it. I like it. Yeah, you know what? We're going after the vendors that, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get their name out there. We're... We're straight up front with all the vendors that, you know, we're, we're not going to give you a sales pitch. You know, you're not going to get your 45 minutes to tell us about your product. Um, we, we're very honest with them on up front. Uh, we're not going to give anybody's email away from the, from the community and get spammed. And, um, There's a joke in there. Yeah. Spam. <laughs> uh, boo. So uh, we're, we're ta- I think we're targeting the right companies, the, the startups, that they just want to get their name out in Pittsburgh. Because if Pittsburgh, we, we don't have the, the SEAE combo. They're not the, first, they're not the first group. They're not in Pittsburgh. That's their second split, third split. So that's when they're getting there. So with the sponsor, the, we're, we're targeting the right sponsors just to get traction in the air to get, get their name out there. Yeah, and they're, they've been great. I mean... Honestly, great to work with, and uh, we yeah, we, the amount of support we've gotten has been fantastic. I mean, and, and and you know, kind of making sure that we keep to our standards and that this is for sponsorship. This is what you're getting. Um, you know, one, I think it, it's attractive from a position of, you know, we are bringing people to the group that are going to respond to that sponsorship in the right way. You know, see the logo. Uh, understand the support they're giving, and through the through the uh, admiration for the community, as it will, they you know the companies are going to get some drag based off of that. Um, I mean, and, and, and truthfully, the world the world that it is today, if somebody wants to go out and find out about that product, name recognition, go find out. And they, and, and, you know, they don't necessarily need to hear that pitch. We're we're adding some some different value to them. Yeah. 
in that Okay. Way. Well, let's be selfish for a minute. Okay. So for the founders, how has this impacted your careers? What has this done in terms of name recognition? How has this changed your attendance at VMworld? You ask him on stage at V Brown Bag. <laughs> Are you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, because it's, it's not your, your full job. So how do you bring that into balance? And also, how is it, has it opened doors? Do you get to have different conversations? Is there name recognition? I think it. I think it would open a door for sure. Um, I think uh, career-wise, we're all looking to do a different journey. Um, and honestly, one of my favorite podcasts was the Don Delfino podcast with you guys. Don't tell I, him I, that. I, <laughs> I've, 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 I've listened to that two or three times. Right before I came out, I listened to it again because it was it, it, it was a great podcast, and I, I've learned so much from it. So um, yeah, it's. It's opening doors for sure. Uh, my career paths, I'm looking to change it. You know, you're going to get me in trouble, you know, but yeah. I'm all right with it. I can handle it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I see it helping. I'm not selfishly doing it for that reason. Yeah. But it's it, mutually it, beneficial. It's mutual. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, wait, you're going to get in trouble? Is this going on the internet? Like, uh, <laughs> Nobody oh, watches oh, okay. the internet. Oh, yeah, no, okay. This is just a private conversation. <laughs> a private conversation with microphones and yeah. spotlights. But, uh, but John, um, as, a, as a private business owner in the Pittsburgh area, do you find that seeping in, or is it just kind of two different parts of your world? So it, it, you, you actually hit on kind of both pieces, if, if, if it's fair to say that. Um, I, I try to draw a clear line um, because I would be extremely hypocritical where if I truly used what the group was for my own personal gain. Now, that being said, same as the constraints I set for every other sponsor, my company, Vertex IT, I've had them you know, sponsor events or be a, be a sponsor, and we've, it's been a vehicle to fund certain things. And you know, I, I definitely have seen positive response due to that, but I mean, you know, I... I, I I, I want to make sure I draw that clear line. Yeah, no, yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like you've got that compartmentalized uh, appropriately. And, and as we always admit, honestly, at Geek Whispers, we do, in fact, do acts of marketing now and yeah. again. Yeah. And what this is, is just a great yeah. marketing in a secondary market that doesn't get as much attention. So for a small amount of money, you can get a huge amount of lift. It truth. Yeah, I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. A topic that's come up for us in private conversations and in the Geek Whisperers context here at the show this week has been learning and mentorship. How do IT pros learn about new techniques, new, new, new game, and also how do, they, uh, how do they get mentored? So in you know, your local area, how, how, how do people learn about new stuff, new technology, better ways of doing things? I mean, is it, is it all informal? Are there formal ways? How do you guys learn? Is, is vBrisket now a part of that? I mean, I would say yes, it is. I mean, that, that I, I feel is one of the reasons why I wanted this type of user group because I had been a part of the VMUG uh, 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 previously. Um, and, and, and I can honestly say that I was a participant and I would, I would attend, but I didn't necessarily go as a user as much as I, I, I would have if I think the content that was being provided is what I'm seeing with what we're putting forth. Like, again, not... Like he said, right. we're not it's, bragging. It's different needs, yes. right? Because well, VMUG definitely fills a need of knowledge on basic uh, to intermediate virtualization and gives you that network. But yes. you guys are, are kind of raw. Like you're giving that, let's talk careers, let's talk yes. multi-platforms, let's talk multiple vendors. Well, and, and we tried to get, especially with that like career panel discussion, for instance, like we tried to get reach 
and diversity, right? I mean, you saw all the people you were on the board, on the board with. Um, I mean, and from my personal experience, that helped me have a different perspective. Um, you know, I, 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 Mike Colson, who was one of the, the, the um, uh, panel, uh, panel members, he, he was, he was my, my reason for finding my way to Twitter and, and the Geek Whisperers, as it were, and, um, you know, uh, different, a, a really interesting perspective on growth, especially I had come out of the federal, I was an uh, admin in the federal space, and this was all, like, you kind of worked in this bubble. Like, if it didn't have to do with the, you know, the department you were working for, you kind of didn't get that wide, wide growth. Seeing this guy that kind of had this touch in all these different areas made, you know, for a, a, a learning and growth and mentorship that I'd never seen before. So, and, and to get back to, to mentorship, John, uh, I, I think we're all learning from each other. Um, I can add value to to my the path I've gone down uh, to somebody that's not been where I am. And I've looked to some of my other friends, like Gabe and like Clint. You know, they're they're SEs um, for for startups. That, well, Clint's not an SE anymore, but I've learned along the way from those guys of how it's changed on the SE side role compared to the customer. And I, I've learned a lot from those guys. So the mentorship uh, is happening, giving yeah. and taking. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing when you can, you know, you can both teach people the things that you've learned and show them how you've gone down this path because we all have unique zigs and zags in our path, but also at the same time absorb some of their story. And the compliment is just amazing. It makes us all better. So, Geek um, Whispers? No, I was just going to say on a, another note, I think one of the interesting things that you all have done is your fearlessness in reaching out and engaging the community. Um, we became aware of you really you know, early. I know you've reached out to a lot of different people. I just think you've made a lot of the right moves. Um, talk to us about that. Is that, again, is that just part of that all-in personality and just, you know, there's something to be said. I, you know, I, I think... Uh, we geeks have, I mean, we're the geek whisperers so on purpose, right? It's, we're meant to be silent and introverted in some ways, and that's a, that's a different approach. You've obviously never spent any time with either of us. <laughs> I don't know how to whisper. <laughs> Neither no, of you are shy. Is, this is your helps, inside so. voice? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say we're not your prototypical <laughs> geeks. I mean... We we have uh, personalities. John doesn't have an in- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. John Hold doesn't on. have an inside voice. I do not have um, an inside voice. He's folks, this is the last time they'll be seen before they're clubbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quietly. Um, I have an outgoing personality, and uh, you know, Matt, for example, he's he's pushed me to get outside of my comfort zone um, as a friend. Um, just you know, getting to know him through the the V brisket, and uh, I've learned from him to push myself and get up and speak and, you know, get in front of the audience that you're not comfortable with, but, you know, go out and do it. Gosh, this is such a theme we're hearing this week, isn't it? Like every single person is like, if you're afraid, keep going. That's that's kind of a sign you should keep going. You're doing, you know, they've got to stretch at some point. Are we doing okay on time and things like that? Yeah, how are we people that are in charge of things? I think we're still good. We'll stay here all day. So I got a question. One of the reasons you make a user community is so that you can have your own conversation, a a practitioner-centric conversation, and in some ways protected from the vendor marketing that you get. 
what do as practitioner? I guess you, I mean, but you're a you're a res, oh. you're kind of a reseller, right? Or a, a yeah, I mean, I, I so. my yeah, the company I work for is yeah. a reseller company. Okay. I, I'm I'm I myself am, I'm the cloud architect of that company, so I'm okay. less so you're the tech the guy. sales end, yeah. And you and you uh, and you're working at an end user organization that, uh, that I'm on the customer that side. Stuff. Yep. Yeah. So both of you though get inundated with. Uh, you know, we're here at VMworld 2015. There's a whole room, giant room, very loud, full of people shout, literally shouting. <laughs> um, magicians and prizes and T-shirts. And there was a magician. There's, uh, there's at least and two. Socks. Okay. Socks. And socks. Sorry, I have multiple pairs. I just of socks. got very excited. I gotta, I gotta go to the Solutions Exchange to see the magician. Um, you know, but and and we work as marketers and with marketers. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on how are modern marketers communicating with U.S. technologists? Is it working? Is it not working? What should they be doing differently? What, what resonates with you? Aside from, like, funding vBrisket, that's one way of a modern marketer to, yeah. to get That's what access. every marketer should do. Right? But, you know, but I, I, what are the messaging like? Can, are, can, are people talking to geeks in the right way? Yeah, I don't think you do it through email lists. Uh, I think uh, it's a that's, that's a horrible way to do that. Me, myself, you know, I, I'll look at, I went to the UserCon in, uh, uh, for, in Columbus, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a Pittsburgh-based uh, VMUG leader, and I didn't have time to consume the UserCon in Pittsburgh because of the duties. So I went to that UserCon over there. So you see, um, I just lost it. <laughs> No, no okay. I just, I just kind of love that as a best practice. I'd never yeah, thought about that. Yeah. And I wonder if anybody yeah. else has well, done that to, yeah. to go so that you can actually absorb the information since you, of course, are working. Yeah, and yeah. what that also that's, highlights that's is idea. that when you're running these events, it's, it's like if you're teaching a class, you're not doing the class. You're teaching it. So it's a different experience. So right. it's smart to actually put yourself and empathize with your own users. So right. you go to Columbus and... Yeah, I, and, you know, I consumed, you know, the product that they were giving. And it was, it was good to see from the outside to go to another community and learn from it and see how other people do it. Um, I, I really am blown away with just that as a simple best practice, you know, to, to go explore other communities, even if it seems like redundancy on its face, because maybe some of the content will be the same, but you're going to get something different. I think that's a really cool notion. And, and actually, if I, can, if I could just speak to, to the point about, you know, our, our marketing companies going after IT people uh, correctly, I, I, it's... I'm taking this on, but I'm probably going to give a really convoluted answer. Um, <laughs> convoluted question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think I think the answer is, is is I think we all have the channels which we subscribe to, um, and by no way am I a marketing genius. I I just I just know there are certain things that resonate with me as far as you know how I find out about new tech. Right. Like I'm more the type, and and to to, to Jason's point, you know. Um, not not getting an email, right? It would be seeing something, reading somebody ha have you know a blogger maybe that that had had written about hey this is a new cool technology and then myself actively going and seeking it out, right? I'm I'm very active in that regard. Like I, I don't, I'm not passive and, and just wanting to have people like kind of barrage me with. Yeah, stuff. you don't want to be spoon fed the spam. You go and forage for something more meaty, right? And, like and, brisket. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's the case. And I don't know if that's the way that everybody works, but that's me in particular. And that's one of the things we've kind of used as a as a reason for being like um, when sponsors in the past may have may have just asked, you know, hey, can we get an email list as a part of this? We've been very polite in saying, you know, and I've said it very frankly. I I believe the value for you is to put somebody at that event that can actually interface and talk with people. 
your bonds will be greater. And if you have interested parties, they will seek you out. You know, I mean, yeah, and, and to add back to the user con where I had my like memory lock and yeah. purple screen of death, <laughs> yeah. right? Contention, so, blue screen of death. Yeah, I, I totally reset. <laughs> but you know, I look at those uh, those vendors that are going to be there, and I, you know, I'll do my due diligence on that, and you know, look on the internet and check out their websites, and I'll I determine which ones I want to talk to. So. Those are, the, those are the companies that I went up and talked to. And if, if somebody does call me and I do know, know the vendor name and I'm semi-interested, even though I don't know exactly what they do, but I know a little, little bit, um, I'll give them the courtesy of a half-hour demo. Uh, but don't call me. And I, I, the, the, the slimy sales guy routine, uh, be real. Uh, you know, there's, there's some really good sales guys out here. Um, and they build relationships with, with you. And those are the people that you're, yeah. you're more than likely going to do business with as long as, it, as you're providing a service to the company and making sure you get the right product. Right. And John, to your point, I think what we just gleaned from the VBrisket guys is that there's actually an element of uh, inundation that everyone wants their attention, especially as possible consumers of products. So in a sense, you get to be choosy. You, you know there's marketing money out there, and yeah, you'd like some of it for your project, but you get right. to choose what aligns with your goals and your community's goals. And, and it's amazing. Uh, we have so many sponsors lining up to, to host the next one. It's, it's amazing. We're blown away by it. It's okay to not have more words than that. It's just amazing. It, it, it is pretty fantastic. I mean, yeah. How big can vBrisket get? I'm a big believer in small stages, campfires, you know, there's a, something very special about having 30 or 40 people in a room. Yeah. But, you know. Right. But I, on the other it? hand, I think yeah. if you can scale intimacy, which I know is ridiculous, but if, you, <laughs> if you're with the right people and you spread out yeah. in your tribe, yeah. you, can, you can create an army of sub-tribes that all, like, are consuming together. So right. just to give, you, give two yeah. perspectives and not lead the witness too much. So back to John's question of how big yeah. do you want it to be? Yeah, it, we could have made it bigger than it already is in Pittsburgh, not here because we're still amazed at this because we had no idea what the heck we were doing. Yeah. Surprise! So, yeah, surprise, <laughs> we're up on the, the heat whispers and it just got real. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been an amazing... So, so no arbitrary metrics in your mind, you're just like, no, you're yeah, going I, with the feel. Yeah, I, I would like the grow it, but we don't want to grow numbers to grow numbers. We could, we could get beyond 40 and 50 people, but again, getting back to the email distro list that we use, I don't want to add everybody to that list. I want to add the right people to that list, and I want to... The group wants to grow it uh, with the right people and not just grow it for I, I love getting that, big numbers. I was going to ask, share us some of the feedback you've gotten from the group, because clearly it sounds like it's organic and that everybody's kind of bought in, that, and that's a magical time. I, I mean, to, to kind of further what Jason was saying, I, I think the, the undertone of that is, you know, to be selective, right? I mean, we talked a um, couple of times during, during the interview here about, uh, you know, we're, we feel that we're bringing the right people in that want to be involved. Um, you know, so, so growing this the right way a lot has to do a lot with being selective and um, one of the things that I find that 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 um, I find myself doing when I talk about the group is if somebody asks me and wants to be a part of it I say go to vrisket.com and sign up 
you know, I'm not going to take your email address and send you an email. No, I mean, I will if you, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know. Yeah, you're not being a jerk about right. it. You're doing it because right. you want them to right. put that commitment right. forth, right? Right. I mean, because honestly, as professionals, I mean, I think we all do things and see things that we want to be a part of. But, you know, the reality is you don't have the time. You maybe don't have the interest you initially thought. So just that little step. To actually make it a, a selective subscription model, if it were, you know, you have to you have to actually go out and do the do the work to sign up. Not that it's a whole ton of work, but it, there's a little work behind it. Yeah, makes a add, big difference. To add to that, uh, <clears throat> one of the first times I was presenting, you know, jumping up in front of the crowd and talking for the first time, I had a, a backup and DR discussion, and it was about a half hour. I kind of practiced it three or four times, and I think I had it dialed in at about a half an hour. And one of the coolest things about the user side of it, uh, the, where we're seeing it grow, was that 30 minutes turned into like an hour and 15 minute talk with interaction between the, in the room, um, which was, you know, we were blown away by that because interaction's the problem with VMUG, right? I mean, we can't get the interaction with the group. We have a hard time getting people to come up and talk for five or 10 or 20 minutes about uh, you know, a, a, an application they use to make their job better or, you know, the VMware product line. Well, well, and I just want to jump in here because um, I do have a little bit of experience with the food things, right? Yeah. And uh, absolutely. It, it absolutely, um, as silly as it is, and we're all making jokes and I'm in love with my apron, is <laughs> you, I think there's something to finding a common thread. Like you said, it's, it's almost Swiss, if you will. Like it's this non, you can... T- the neutrality it, the of neutrality it. The neutrality of it and the fact that the, the passion, it, it taps into something else that lowers your anxiety because mm-hmm. everybody knows how they feel about brisket and they're excited about that concept. <laughs> yeah, no um, on the fence. I know we've got to ask the vegetarian question, the hard-hitting question before it ends, but yeah. uh, you know, no. Not just yet. I've got a question for the... I actually... Please. Yeah, yeah, but that was my. But in all seriousness, have you found what's the response to that in terms of the social versus the, um, the technical aspects? Because it matters that it's V brisket. It really does. It's got a cute cow. It's yeah. it's food. Yeah. It's it's accessible. A cute cow. A it's cute. got a nose ring. Yeah, it's totally cute. It was supposed to be like mean. <laughs> it's actually funny that you mentioned that because like that whole lowering of uh, you know kind of that that thing that we all. Um, identify with, I think is really important um, because... Well, you're not, Italian. You not, get the food well, brings community. Yeah, and I'm I, Southern. I like yeah. It's a language a, I speak. Jo- we call him Johnny Foodie. I yeah. mean, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. He's a foodie at heart. It, it, you know, and yeah. the, thing, the thing of it is, is it's not that there's necessarily an adversarial nature or a, standoff, a standoffish type nature within IT, but I just think as professionals, a lot of times, you may look at somebody else at, at an event or at something and, you know, they... we naturally represent ourselves in one way or another, right? You know, you identify with a particular technology or a technique or something of that nature. And, you know, just based off of that without really thinking or working at it as a person, and I, I try to do this as much as I can, but we're all human, um, you find yourself maybe not bridging the gap to have the discussion with that person across the aisle, yeah, yeah. right? You see them as competition, especially in a smaller market. Exactly. So, so, you know, having that commonality where you can just kind of bring everybody together, it's like, we're all people, and we love beer and smoked meat. Let's get together. Um, yeah, and it works in Pittsburgh. It works, yeah. Because we don't have good barbecue. Yes. Um, that is a true statement. So you provide something that's a scarce resource. It, it is. It, it is. It I is. mean, when people in Pittsburgh think of barbecue, they think of barbecue chicken. So, Which is normally done in a crock I, pot. I never knew what good barbecue was until I went to Austin, Texas, and uh, had Franklin's Barbecue, and I'm Texas-style barbecue in Pittsburgh, and... 
and that's why it works in Pittsburgh. It wouldn't work. I don't think it would work in Austin. Who would? Who wants to go to V Brisket in Boston or on Austin? Because you know you have all the the, the barbecue there. So, so there, there's something about the uniqueness and and kind of that it, it doesn't quite fit, right? It, you're, Absolutely. That scarcity of resources. I, I do want to ask one question. I don't normally do this, but since we have a longer time than normal, I want to ask a question of the Geek Whispers. Because, uh, you know, occasionally we put our marketing hats on and really try to digest that in public for you. So we're hearing about a mailing list that is kept intentionally small. We are all measured, if we are reporting into marketing, on basically the quantity of our audience more than our quality. Is there room for this artisanal community uh, targeting when we're trying to go for the numbers. Oh, you know, I'm going to argue with you about I this I love one. it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the way, I think you can structure things based on ratio. So, um, in my department, that's how we talk about ourselves. So, my job is to be one-to-one. I'm hand-to-hand combat. I get to know the influencer's individual. I know their cousin's names, their cat's names, their food preferences. Um, and then other people on my team are more one-to-many. Um, and, and again, so it's still artisanal, but it's a little more extended. And then we've got people who function virtually or at scale, and that's one to thousands. So I think it's just a matter of you can have a layered or tiered marketing approach that respects all of it. So, you know, sure, if you need to, if you have an emergency, you can eat at fast food, but it's always better to either cook yourself or find the mom and pop shop. So I think that it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all. I think that there is room for everything. And, and as a marketeer in my, my you know, day job, that it, it, we're very interested in engaging these pockets of influence because enough pockets of influence makes a, a great whole. So a quilt approach instead of a shove-it-all-in-the-blender. Yeah. John, thoughts? I don't do this for a living, so uh, I'm with Amy. <laughs> You're above it now. <laughs> Wait, I? does that mean I get his vote? <laughs> that two to one? Uh, well, it, well, it's actually, I agree with you. I was, uh, that it's numbers hide uh, great stories. And what we wanted to Wait, talk about is Did you just say metrics are bad? I did not. <laughs> Amy Lewis. You're a liar and a thief. Can, can I can I inject something into this conversation real quick? Because I mean, you're this. What are the guests on our podcast? Act, yeah, <laughs> that's not how this works. So so the whole last three weeks, uh, we were struggling trying to pull this party off that we had hosted here. Uh, we had a hundred people max uh, buy out for the restaurant. So you know we we're all busy out here, and you have to oversell. So. I'm I'm at that 140 number where I'm where I was thinking that you know that's where we're going to cut it at. So as the week goes on, you know, I, we're learning. Like I said, we we have no clue what we're doing with with the regards to the buyout of the the restaurant and such. And I have these people coming up and they're like, "Are you part of the Vibras?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Can we come?" And I'm like, "You know what? If you want to come and we're not loaded up, just come." Yeah. And I know those people are going to show up the day of, the day before, if they're coming up to me or they're, they're sending me an email from, from uh, the Eventbrite where yeah. it's sold out. And I know that they're going to come. So I'm like, why not come? Mm-hmm. So it worked out great. The numbers were great all night. Uh, and you know, we got kind of lucky with that. But no. those people want to be there. So why That's push them away? Respond to need. Respond to need. That's the... Yeah. 
Yeah, so 20, the, 80% planning, 20% flexibility, you know? And because 90% you know, luck. Everybody <laughs> drops out of a party here and there. I did it this year, and so it just worked out. Well, Amy, do you want to uh, bring us to a wrap with your infamous question at this point? I do, I do. So in terms of localizing community, and uh, since you guys are 10 months in, and if somebody else is listening and trying to build this community, what would be the one thing you tell them, never, ever do this again? Trust us. We did it. We were gonna. We want to spare you our pain. Make a new mistake. What would you tell them? I don't know if I've made my worst mistake yet. So I mean, <laughs> there's we still can time. just go with what's currently out there. Um, hmm. This is a this is a good one. It gets it, them every time. You got it's, you got you, it's you got the unicorn of podcasting. We don't we don't normally have two people on, so you guys can brainstorm out loud through your microphone with each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Or what what would you do differently if you had to draw the last uh, nine months over again? Sooner, anything, something sooner, something later. I I don't have an answer for you. I I don't. I mean, yeah. it's everything. Knock on wood has gone very well, and we're sitting at VMworld 2015 with a geek whisperer. So it's. You mean you're not going to tell us your first idea was bee eggplant, and then you just <laughs> had a. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, no, I'm willing. Oh uh, wait, we <laughs> do yeah, have I'm willing. one. I'm willing. I I you did. It's You triggered it. Okay, so. This is not something so much to do, or not to do, but to do rather, right? So, so being that, you know, I, in the group, I, I, I'm the one with the, the background in art, and I, uh, I was working with these guys on some branding and some logos. Um, I put together some comps, and I sent them over. And one of my early ones had the tagline, Taste the Virtualization, and it got shot down roundly. Oh, I hated and, and it. it. And we're better hated for it. it. We're better for it. Um, so my, my advice would be, uh, be open to collaboration and, um, also, you know, to critique, uh, yeah. and that's also where the nose ring came from. Cause the original, uh, icon, a logo did not have the nose ring and, and that, that's all I brought to the yeah. logo was the nose ring. <laughs> well, I brought and, the nose ring. I don't have and, that and skill set. Get rid of, get rid of taste the virtualization and no taste the virtualization. <laughs> no, but what's great here, you're highlighting both, uh, your willingness to laugh at yourselves and each other. <laughs> We're and, good at that. Yeah. Yes. And the friendship element. I think there's really something special about friends, keeping each other accountable, keeping each other together, uh, you know, supporting each other. I, I, I know you spent over... Uh, the the night before I was speaking at your event, you were up almost all night cooking brisket and what three smokers? Yeah, yeah, we're up to three smokers now. Uh, so it's your, you're like I need metrics. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah, many pounds of brisket? How many how smokers? Many, yeah. d- d- definitely twenty one pounds. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, it was it was one of those moments where it's just it's such a team effort. It's it's really something to be a part of. And I, I would urge anyone listening, especially in the Pittsburgh area, you have to be a part of this group. And I, I look forward to it going into uh, other places like San Francisco again in the future. But um, I think we're going to start bringing this to a wrap. So why don't, uh, gentlemen, can we start with where you personally can be found? And then, Jason, you can tell us where to find more about Vbrisket. Uh, I can be found at vbrisket.com, like the rest of us. And I am at John Brescia. Uh, I don't have the easiest name to spell, so that's J-O-H-N, B as in boy, R-E-S. CIA. Um, Jason Bailey, and you can find me at penlem one six six. It's a it's a penguin thing, Pittsburgh thing. So, <laughs> uh, and at the vbrisket dot com, we have a, a a link about about, and uh, you can ping anybody from there. Yeah, yep. we're looking forward to more barbecue together and and many more conversations. Thank you for joining us on stage. Thank you for the audience, and this is the Geek Whispers.